Good morning, everyone. Again, so thankful that you came to join us and be part of the, our online service here at Impact Life Church. We want to welcome you and just let you know that you belong here. If you're part of the church family, of course you belong. And if you're just checking us out, we want to let you know that you belong. And we're so thrilled to have you. Welcome to the family. And it's a family that loves Jesus and we love one another. And we're so thrilled that you came to join us this morning. And uh, before we get started, we want to just pray, believe God for this, and uh, we'll jump into that. So let's pray together. Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you so much that you have given us the mighty Holy Spirit who lives strong on the inside of us. We just acknowledge that he's in us, that the greater one is in us. He is for us. And right now he is taking things from his word and he's revealing it to us. So Holy Spirit, I just thank you so much that you are in every viewer that's here, that's watching revealing yourself, revealing your word to them in greater measure. And Lord, we just want to acknowledge that we are hungry for you. We are hungry to be partners with you in what you're doing in this earth. We give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, again, so glad that you're here. And I wanted to just take some time and share with you this morning a few things that have been stirring in my heart again uh, as you know the time has kind of progressed and as we enter in now, I guess it's our fourth week of what we're seeing here. And, uh, you know, again, what was just stirring up in my heart as I was spending some time with the Lord over this past week was just to actually go back to some of the words he told us at the beginning of this year, which for us as a church, we kind of look at it as September in the fall 2019, kind of going into the new year. And he gave us this word and he said to dig deep. Now it's the time for a church family, for us to dig deep. Why? Because surface Christianity is not working. And I want to just encourage you and I, the, the season that we're in, I know being kind of quarantined or at home a lot more, I want you to, rather than looking at it from a negative perspective, oh, like, look, what, I can't do this and I can't be part of that. I want to go out. And yes, I get it. We, we all want that. But in the midst of all that, I don't want you to lose perspective and I don't want you to mistreat or underestimate the season that we're in. It's, this, is, this has the opportunity to be a very powerful season for you, for your family, for your, just your whole being. And I want to encourage us to not just, okay, let's get this all done and then I'll do something else or then I'll get my relationship with the Lord. I want to encourage you and I, let's take the season that we're in and really use it to our advantage to get before the Lord. And so this is just some things that have been stirring in my heart, and I want to share it with you again this morning. So again, the Lord told us these two words, to dig deep, to go beyond the surface of our Christian life, and allow the Lord to surface some thinkings, thought patterns, or ways of living that have hindered us to reach a greater depth in our walk with God. And this is something we've been talking about all this past year already, is that we want to move from kind of a casual relationship with the Lord to becoming hungry and to become someone not who is just, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to heaven one day with Jesus, to actually being somebody who is working with God to accomplish what he needs in this earth. And I don't know about you, but I'm hungry about that. And I believe you, you're sitting at your home and you're hungry to work with God in this day, in this age, not just to be somebody that watches on the sidelines, but to be actively involved in what he's doing. And I believe that's you and I, because you're here in this and we're part of this together. So as I said, here at Impact Life Church, and right where you're sitting right now, what are we doing? We are taking the time to get ourselves aligned with God's word so that we can be vessels of honor that Jesus is able to work through in this day and in this age and season that we're in. 
So when you hear that, you know, a lot of times my first thought when I heard these words, dig deep, okay, I thought is, okay, my focus is I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better believer. I'm going to be a, you know, just even a better son to God. I want to be better. I want to be better. And the Lord arrested me in that thinking to stop. The focus is not about being better. The focus needs to shift in thinking, am I available to God? Am I available for him to put his hand on me and to kind of imprint himself in me? Am I open to the Lord to teach me, to correct me, to reveal himself to me in a greater way? And the answer for us is yes. So in all of us, if you and I making ourselves available to God, by default, we will be better, but it's not by you and I, by our efforts, trying to be a better person. Okay, I got to dig deep so I can be better in my finance. I'm going to dig deep so I can be better husband or wife or father or mother. It's not about that. It's about making ourselves available to God. And I believe the season that we're in, it's crucial that you and I really answer this question because I believe this with all my heart. I hear the spirit of God on the inside of me asking you this is, are you available to him? And that's a question you got to ask yourself and you need to answer. Are you available for him? And let me just read this verse to you in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 through 21. In the Message Bible, it says it like this. In a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets, some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every gift of, or sorry, every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. So what we see there again is becoming the kind of container that God can use. How can I do that? Is it about being a better container? I'm going to just be a better person? No, 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 no. The thought, the question we need to ask ourselves is, am I available to him? How can I become a container that God can use is becoming available to him. And church, I want to just some things that have been stirring in my heart. Again, I want to just share that with you. But it's time that we as a church, that we wake up to our calling, that we wake up to who we are in Christ Jesus and who Christ Jesus is on the inside of us. We need to wake up and start seeing things from a higher perspective rather than just looking for, for this to end because this is, you know, all the problems are here. No, 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 no. When this season passes, we're still going to we're still going to be here. I want to make sure that I go out of this season better than I did when I entered this season. Does that make sense? I believe that makes sense to you. That I don't want to just, you know, the way that I entered, you know, this this season of kind of everything shutting down. I don't want to get out of the season being the same way. And I know you don't either. But I want to put this call out to you and I. It's time that we dig deep. It's time that we awaken to who we are and our calling that God has given us. It's time to get right with the Lord. It's time to get honest with ourselves and check in on what's going on, what I'm believing on the inside. What am I hearing? What am I believing? It's vital that you and I really use this time to the best of our ability. You know, in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17, and uh, I'm not sure if you had the opportunity yet. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I believe it was uh, not this past Tuesday, but the Tuesday prior, um, I did a God talk. And that's every Tuesday you'll see that. And I'm actually doing one with my wife, Jamie, on this coming Tuesday. So it's going to be good. But about two weeks or a week and a half ago on a Tuesday, I did a, a God talk with Pastor David McGrew. And, uh, you know, I, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. There were some, just some very powerful statements that he said. And uh, it, some things were really hitting me. And one of the verses that 
we were discussing. I'm not sure if it was in private or if it was on the God Talk, but we were discussing a little bit about this scripture in 1 Peter 4, 17. And it said this, For the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. Now, a lot of times you focus on that, and first of all, you hear the word judgment, and people kind of go, oh, that's a scary thing. No, no, no. Judgment is a very good thing. It's an opportunity for you and I to kind of stop and assess and maybe realign ourselves according to the Word of God. But one word that he really brought out in that conversation, and they said a lot of times people focus on that word judgment, he said, I want to actually highlight that word begin. Judgment must begin and I want to ask you, when is it beginning? When are we taking the time to reevaluate our lives and really assessing ourselves and where we are in our walk with the Lord? Am I awake to what He's doing? Am I taking a higher thought and seeing this from a different perspective rather than just kind of looking at this going, oh, I can't wait till this is all done. Looking at it from a higher perspective and seeing what God is able to do in and, your, if in and through our lives if we just slow down and stop for a sec. And so I want to encourage you, judgment must begin. It has to begin. Say that with me. It must begin. And when is it going to begin? It's, I want to encourage you, it begins now. So again, let me encourage you, we do not want to misuse this season that we're in. And this is something that the Lord's been stirring in my heart again. And I believe it's for you as well, is that we actually look at this season and let's begin now to judge ourselves. I don't know, you kind of think, well, that's not really a, a fun message. No, let me encourage you. I want to encourage you. It is. When you start taking the time to reassess your life and start looking at a few things, some things will come to light. And because, again, the purpose is I'm digging deep so I can go further in my relationship with the Lord. This is the season. God told us this. Actually, it was last summer, and we announced it and you know proclaimed it to you in September. And man, this seeing everything that we're in, this is the time and the season that we're in. We got to dig deep because surface Christianity is not working. It's not working. It never has worked. And I don't know about you, but I'm done playing games. I'm done playing church. I want to be involved in what he's doing because listen, that he is coming back soon. Jesus is coming back soon and I want to be ready for him. The same way I know that you're sitting there. Yeah, I want to be ready when Jesus comes. And this is what this is all about. So let me just share a couple of the verses with you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, I'm going to share it to you from two translations. The first, the Amplified, and secondly, the Message. The Amplified says it like this, Test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Examine yourselves, not me, or do you not recognize this about yourselves by an ongoing experience that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail the test and are rejected as counterfeit? Now, there's a lot in there. Before I, you know, go dive all into this, let me just read it to you from the Message Bible. The Message says it like this. Test yourselves. Make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. Okay, now let's look into this a little bit. The first part in this, in the message, I want to kind of dissect it from the message paraphrase. He says, test yourselves. <laughs> so again, I believe this is a season for us to get as close to our heart as we possibly can. And really what you need to do is be as candid, be as honest, be as straight with yourself as you possibly can be. Notice he doesn't say, don't test others, 
We're not to judge anybody else in their walk. We're to test ourselves. Nor does he say, or compare yourselves to some other, somebody else. So he's saying, test yourself. Don't test other people. Don't look at other people's lives as the standard or the measuring stick. No, you and I are supposed to look at our lives according to the word of God. This is the standard for our life, not somebody else or not some other leader that you and I may admire. The standard is the word. This is what we go to, right? So again, he's saying, test yourself. How do you test yourself? And before I ju jump in all into this, I want you to really just take this for a sec. How do you test yourself? Right? Well, you know, if you kind of read on in the, in the message Bible, he says, give yourselves regular checkups. So this is one thing that, I, again, we talked about this, I believe, in September. And again, I want to bring this back into your remembrance again, because I believe this is a season that you and I really need to be testing ourselves, not in any kind of bad way, not that we're doing anything wrong or we just missed it and we're just bad people. No, totally opposite. But what we're doing is we're giving ourselves the opportunity to make sure that what we are believing, we're actually living it out. <laughs> so testing yourselves. One thing that I do for myself, how do you do that, is I set up appointments. The same way you would do a natural thing is if you're going to go see a doctor or a dentist or whatever, you make an appointment. Well, the same way in your spiritual life, you to make up a, a, an appointment with the Lord because he says, again, test yourselves. Don't drift along taking everything for granted because it's easy to drift along through life and not taking note of where you're at. It's so easy to drift. You know, in uh, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1, it says this, It's crucial that we keep a firm grip. Everybody say it with me. Firm grip <laughs> on what we've heard so that we don't drift off. And, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give an example for this. You know, um, it was about a year ago now, Jamie and I, we had the opportunity to go to an all-inclusive. And, man, I'll tell you, that's the way to vacation. All-inclusive, man, you can... Eat however much you want. I don't know how many, you know, like they gave, they had a little Slurpee bar there. I had tons of Slurpees. It was amazing. And, uh, and one time, you know, so we were all laying at the beach and it was beautiful weather. And, uh, you know, I went to go just jump in the ocean and play in the ocean while Jamie, you know, kind of hung out tanned and got her read. He was reading her book. And uh, so I went and played in the ocean by myself and, you know, kind of doing a little bit of swimming, just different things like that. And all of a sudden, I noticed as I was even just kind of standing there, you know, talking with a few of the people that were in the ocean around me, all of a sudden I looked up to kind of just take a look at where Jamie was. And all of a sudden, as I looked back to the shore, I couldn't see Jamie. All of a sudden I go, what, where, where did she go? And I, you know, in all that time of just kind of hanging around, talking with people, you don't even realize, but the water just slowly kind of takes you and creeps you away. And before you know it, you've drifted and you never intended to, you never wanted to, but you just drifted. So what the Bible is telling us, he said, make sure you hold firmly to what you believe so that we don't just drift away, right? So all of a sudden, again, kind of going back to the, the natural thing, I was just kind of standing there in the ocean and just by standing there and just, you know, hanging out a little bit, I drifted aside and the, it's so easy to drift. Nobody does it intentionally. It just happens over time and it just happens as you kind of going through life. And so the Bible warns us about this. Don't go through life without with the way that he said it. Don't take everything for granted. Oh, I've heard this before. Oh yeah, I've heard that. No, no, no. Don't take anything for granted. You need firsthand evidence that it's actually working in your life. 
And so again, the season that we're in is not a season for us just to be drifting and you know waiting for this whole COVID-19 thing to end. It's not the season for us to wait. It's for us, it's a season for us to really grasp and lay hold of the truths that we've heard. Make sure we're not slipping away in any kind of way. So what I'm encouraging you to do is I want to pull you back. Don't be drifting. Don't be just going along with life and taking everything for granted. No, come back. Get firm. Now it's a perfect opportunity for you and I to realign and reassess where we're at individually, maybe as a family as well. It's crucial. Okay? Again, how do we test ourselves? Number one is, as I said, it's easy to drift, so we're not here to drift. Secondly, you know, sometimes when we go to the Lord, it's, it's easy to really go to Him and we're always asking Him for things. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, Jesus tells us, you have not because you ask not. A lot of times you see in the Word, it's great to ask your Father because your Father loves and His desire is to give you the kingdom. That's who our God is. He's wonderful. But I've had it in my relationship with the Lord. It's not just me asking Him for things. I also want to make sure that I'm going to him and giving him access into my soul, access into my heart to see if there's any areas in my life that are not lining up with his word. If I have thought patterns that don't line up with his word, I'm giving God the ability, the opportunity to get in me and say, hey, this needs to change. This needs some tweaking and to give him that opportunity in my life as well. That's how I set up my spiritual appointments. That's how I do my regular checkups is saying, Lord, if there's any area in my life that needs some tweaking or readjusting, Lord, is there anything that I've drifted away from in your word? Do I need to come back to it? Giving God that opportunity to speak to you from that level. It's lovely because that's who our father is. Not A good dad, that's what he'll do. Not only encourage you, strengthen you with his words, but he also corrects you. No, come on back here, boy. Come on back. This is what we got to do. Stay strong here. Keep thinking here. This, this is a bit of a, this mindset is a bit off. I need this to be thinking like this. That's what a wonderful God does. That's what a wonderful father does. And that's what I believe he wants to do in this season that we're in. Okay, say amen, somebody. All right, amen. Let me give you this from a, from a scriptural perspective. So Psalm chapter 139, verse 23 and 24. I want to read it to you from the Passion Bible. Verse 23, it says this, God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there's any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. Man, isn't that beautiful? This is part of our relationship with God that he wants to put us on the path that leads us to him. Oh, it's, it's wonderful when he does that. Because let me just also encourage you with this. The Holy Spirit, you know, you can read this in John chapter 16. It's his job to convict you and I, not condemn condemnation is of the enemy and that is unhealthy that is that is demonic it's of the devil but the holy spirit convicts you and i and so one thing that i've really learned in my life is i've learned to embrace his conviction i've learned actually to even crave his conviction because his job really in the inside of me is to train me is to mold me in such a way that i am being conformed into the image of jesus that's why he's here. Yes, he is a comforter. Yes, he is a strengthener. That's who the Holy Spirit is. But he's also on the inside of us. He came to also conform us into the image of Jesus. 
So part of us being conformed to his image is also timing where we're giving him the place to actually make correctness on the inside of us. You can see that in Romans chapter 8, verse 29 and 30, talking about this is God's whole plan is we are here to be formed into the image of Jesus. And I think that's wonderful. So I'm, I'm not going to neglect the, the conviction ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's what he does. So, and rather than kind of going, oh, I, I don't want that kind of feeling. No, embrace it. You know, actually look to the place where you actually, Lord, I'll correct me, coach me, teach me. Is there anything in my life that needs some adjusting? And you can come at it from two different perspectives. You can kind of go, God, is there anything that's wrong with me? And you could already come with this sense of I'm, I'm not good enough. That's the wrong perspective. The perspective that we're talking about from a good perspective is I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and his will on the inside of me is to make me look more like Jesus. So you can look at it from a defeated perspective going, oh, what am I doing wrong now? Or I could look at God, teach me, God, show me because I know you're taking me to a higher level in you. You're taking me deeper in relationship with you. That's the perspective that we're going after this. Not, oh God, is everything okay with me? No, Lord, I know that you're inside me. You already gave me, you downloaded it into me when I accepted accepted Jesus as my Lord. Now, Lord, show me if there's areas in my life that need some straightening out, bring it on. I'm ready to go. And from that place, man, now the Lord is able to lead you from glory to glory. This, this, this gets better and better as we go along in this. Now, I wanted to just share with you real quickly what I personally do. And as I already kind of mentioned a couple things, I set up appointments for myself. Uh, but one, as I, I've, many of you know, if you've been part of the church, and maybe you haven't, but I have this thing, it's, it's just called, I have a, I have a white chair uh, at home, and it's, when I go to that chair, this is a chair where I go and I spend some time with the Lord to actually get my, my correct, where I get corrected, where I go to hear from the Lord, is there anything that needs some changing in my life? This is where I go to get tweaked, and I look forward to this because I know I'm being formed and molded into the image of Jesus. That's my heart's desire. That's what I crave. I want to look more like Him because, again, I've said this many times, the world doesn't need more Joel. And I know you're all amen and yeah, amen, amen. What does the world need? It needs more Jesus. And that's what I want. I want people to be able to see Jesus through my life. So I go to this chair looking forward to being molded into the image of Jesus. Now, this white chair, or where I do my checkups, there's a few things. This is, I want to just kind of give you a couple of pointers that I use. Number one, this, this is the Holy Spirit has a safe place to speak into my life. He has the ability to say whatever he wants to say. And I, me, will not get defensive. I will not go, well, so-and-so is the problem. And well, did you see what they did? This is not a place for me to argue my case. This is a place for me to hear the Holy Spirit say whatever he wants to say and me not get all, well, that's offensive. Or why did you have to say it like that? It's a safe place for the Holy Spirit to talk. Number two, again, it's also letting him do the talking. I'm not going to that chair and I'm doing all the babbling. Right? The one who knows everything lives on the inside of me. And sometimes it'd be better to actually listen to him rather than me doing all the talking. Right? Number three is I'm going to follow then, when he puts something on my heart, I'm going to follow the leading that he gives me. I'm going to write down what he says and keep it before my eyes regularly. If the Holy Spirit, when he brings something up to my attention, I'm not going to just go, oh yeah, that was good. Thank you, Lord. No, when he brings something to me, 
I'm going to honor it by actually spending time thinking about it, keep it before my eyes. So I always go back to it and say, Holy Spirit, this is what you're seeing. You know, for, for us to have a deeper relationship, for me to go to the next level with you, this is what you're looking for. Yep, Lord, I, I want to do this. Honor him by honoring what he told you. What do you do with that? Write down what he said. And then also you can go uh, throughout the, the word, find supporting scriptures. Maybe he gave you a word from, from the Bible, or maybe he just gave you a word to look at. And it's something you can do is just spend some time going through the scriptures, finding some verses that really would uh, add to what he told you. And then throughout your day, throughout your week, talk to him about what he told you, because what he shared with you is what he's wanting to discuss with you. Sometimes we think, oh, God gives me a word and I go, oh, yeah, that's so great. And, you know, go tell an offer. This is what God said to me. That, that's, that's great. But this is also something that he wants to talk to you about. So fellowship or connect with him on the word that he speaks with you. Because one of the things that I'm learning in my walk with the Lord is that my relationship with the Lord can't be an on-the-go relationship or a drive-through relationship where I just kind of pull up into the drive-thru, roll down my window, God just throw something in my car, whatever I need, and I move on. No, God doesn't just do things and, you know, pull levers and, you know, throw things into your drive-thru car. No, He is a relationship Father. That's what He's interested in. So don't just look for a quick fix and, okay, God, you know, you kind of got to just put a shebang and everything all works out again. He wants to do life with you, right? With you and I. Now, again, so that's kind of just taking the part of giving yourselves regular test or uh, checkups. Again, I want to just read to you the Message Bible. It says, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along, taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. So we just talked about testing yourselves, giving yourselves regular checkups. Now... The question we need to ask is, what am I testing? And again, let me just bring it out to you in the, in the Message Bible. It says, what are you testing? That you are solid in the faith. That you, need, that you have first-hand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. The Amplified Bible says it like this. So what am I testing? You are testing whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Let me say it to you like this. Does your believing... Line up with God's word, and do you have actions that prove it? Now, I can't tell you how that's going to look for you, but I can give you a couple examples from my own personal life that I'm just experiencing right now. And um, one thing that we're really all noticing and one thing that we're all experiencing is the family is home now. And uh, let me again, let me just, again, what am I testing? I want to just, before I jump into that, what am I testing again? I am testing to make sure that what I believe lines up with God's word and then are my actions proving that I believe what God said. This is what I'm testing. Do I believe the word of God? First of all, are my thought patterns lining up to what he says? And if they are, am I putting action to what I believe? The way the Amplified Bible says it, I love it, is that you're here, you're, are, you, are you a committed believer? Meaning what? Are you committed to God? Are you a man of God? Are you a woman of God? Yes, I am. That means I am committed to what he said. I am committed to think like he thinks. And not just that, but then to do what he told me to do. 
This is what we're committed to do. And again, I want to just you kind of use an example, something that's been just going on in, you know, in Jamie and Mai's life and our family. And I'm sure it's the same for you because there's across the world, it's all been the same, that the families are together a lot more now. I mean, maybe the, the husband's not working as much or the wife's not working as much. The kids are home from school. So the family unit is together a lot more. And uh, again, for us, I mean, we just had our fourth kid on uh, March 21st. And again, church, I'm so excited for you to meet him. He's, he's a wonderful little guy. And uh, he's grown up so big already. And, uh, but for us, it's, it's been a big learning curve. Uh, I mean, just having four little ones at school and my wonderful wife is doing an amazing job while we're still doing a lot of church things. She's doing an amazing job, not just being a mother of a newborn and feeding and all those types of things, but she's also a teacher now. Right, and she's teaching our kids, you know, how to do math and how to, you know, how to write words and here, how do you draw a W and all these kinds of things. This is how you read. This is how that's what that's the word says. So there's a lot of different dynamics going on. And so we've had some really just powerful conversations just regarding the family. And I want to just share something with you about one thing that for me personally, that I've been kind of tested in and in, in my time with the Lord and just speaking to him. And it was actually Psalm 127 that really just kind of started coming up in my heart again. And I want to read this entire chapter to you. It's only five verses, so it's not long, but I want you to hear it from the Passion Bible. It says this, if God's grace doesn't help the builders, they will labor in vain to build a house. If God's mercy doesn't protect the city, all the sentries or the soldiers will circle it in vain. It really is senseless to work so hard from early morning to late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. God can provide for his lovers even while they sleep. Verse 3, children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. Children born to a young couple will one day rise to protect and provide for their parents. Happy will be the couple who has many of them. A household full of children will not bring shame on your name, but victory when you face your enemies, for your offspring will have influence and honor to prevail on your behalf. And you know, just in, in some time with the Lord, this verse really actually started coming up in my heart as I was just thinking and spending some time about digging deep and spending some time with the Lord, just really, okay, this season that we're in, I mean, not a whole lot is going on in the natural sense, but that doesn't mean that my soul or my spirit just takes a break either. This is a great opportunity, as I said, for us to press in. And this was something the Lord really just brought into my heart was just this verse. And I want to just read a couple things to you. What I believe the Lord is saying when you read these five verses again, and again, because I want to remind you, the family unit, now we're all together a lot more. And so things that were already there, I'm just saying, you know, if, if there were problems in your home, now what's happened is things have just been escalated because of what we're experiencing at the home. So it's not like all of a sudden COVID came, brought in a lot of problems. No, there's a lot of things and stuff that are going on in homes to begin with. And I want to encourage you right here, this is, a, this is a big answer for a lot of homes and maybe those that are thinking, oh, how am I going to get this paid? And how am I going to look after this? How's my business going to go? How's my ministry going to look? I want to just stop all of that for a sec and let's look to what the Lord has to say regarding this. Number one, I want to look at this. If God isn't involved in your life, and I mean being the initiator of what we're doing, we're working in vain. 
Man, that's powerful. I'm going to read that to you again. If God isn't involved in your life, and I don't just mean like I throw a prayer out every once in a while. I mean that he is the initiator of everything that I do. If he's not helping me, if he's not the one that's leading me in life, he's not leading me in my business, not leading me in my work, not leading me in my ministry, the, guess what? The Bible says the work is done in vain. Wowzers. Number two, it's useless to get caught up in work being your life. This is what I believe the Lord's saying. It's useless to get caught up in work being your life. The reason that you exist is to work. No, it's not. And your source so that you can get, go, you can enjoy life. We look at work so much, and I just really think because of all the businesses that have shut down, a lot of them have, and a lot of them haven't, so whatever the situation may look like for you, but we can't look to work to being our source of income, being our source for every enjoyment. If I, if I want to enjoy summer vacation, I need to have work. And don't get me wrong, of course, the Bible talks about if you don't work, you don't eat. There's two folds to that. But he's talking about here, it's useless. If God's not involved in any of it, you're working in vain and your work is useless. Number three, God, now notice this, he is interested in providing for you even while you're resting. But he will not compete with you, both you and God can't carry the load. So you're going to have to determine who is going to be running your work. Who is going to be running your life? Are you chasing after work or is God the one that you're chasing after? And he'll be the provider for all this. Number four, the best gift that you have is your family. Take a look at the people that are sitting in the room with you for a moment. Man, because of all the things that have shut down across the world, Look what has had to stick together more than anything is families. I want you just to stop for a sec and look at the people all around you for a moment and just take a look at them and look at this and look at it from the eyes of God. This is the greatest gift that you have is your family. And if you don't have children, or if, sorry, if you do have children, don't forget that they're also the legacy that you're leaving behind when you leave. I believe the Lord says this through this passage, work is not the most important thing in life. It's family. Your relationship with the Lord, your family, it's, it's vital. This is what God's saying is more important. And lastly, I believe the Lord is saying this, enjoy your family. God will take care of me and, then, and the work while I'm sleeping. While I'm enjoying my family, and I want to encourage you for that same, while you're enjoying your family in this season, as you spend time really just talking about the Lord, as you spend time laughing with one another, having a good time with one another, listening to one another on a more consistent basis, enjoy that time. And while you're enjoying that time, the Lord said here that he will take care of you and the work while you're enjoying the time with your family. This is what he said he would do. So I don't know about you, but for me, this has been a tremendous wake-up call in a really good sense that my whole life is not supposed to be swarmed up and filled up with work. Thank God we can work. Thank God we have all that. But God is interested in me enjoying my family and letting Him be the leader in everything that I do in this life. So this is, for example, is just one thing that came to me as I was spending some time just with the Lord, sitting in my white chair, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's a closet. Maybe it's your kitchen table. Maybe it's in the shower, whatever it looks like for you. Go to your white chair. Spend time in that chair and let the Lord just reveal some things for you. This is one area for me, just talking about family and what it looks like again. And I would, I would say it'd probably be the same for you because, again, we're all at home together. But I want to encourage you with that. 
Let us, and the last part of this verse in the Message Bible, it says, if you fail the test, don't get all beat down. Don't go, oh, I'm failing. No, 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 no. Do something about it. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm not, if things, if I'm not seeing firsthand evidence that what I believe lines up with the word and I'm not living that out, don't beat yourself up over it. Just simply repent. And repent doesn't mean it takes four or five days of, oh God, I missed it. I'm so sorry. Repent just simply means I change my focus. I change my thinking. Lord, I, I apologize. That was, that was off. And for me, regarding even this work thing, Lord, I'm sorry that I let work become my dominant focus. Lord, I, I repent of that. Now show me what you want. And it's just, it's just a change, just a shift, right? So you repent. And now <clears throat> I want to encourage you. So this week's challenge, as I said, this week's challenge where I would like for you to spend some time, set up an appointment with the Holy Spirit this week to get into your chair and just allow him to speak to you about the season that we're all in, but specifically you or your family. What does this season look like for you? Because I know the Lord's got some powerful things to say with you. Now, again, just to finish off, we have a wonderful opportunity that we're in right now. Don't look at it as I'm, I'm being squandered. I'm not able to do what I want to do. Yeah, physically we can't do. But spiritually speaking, you are never quarantined. Your soul is never quarantined. So let's use this as an opportunity to use our time well in going in on the Lord. Last verse I want to share with you is Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 18. It says, For this reason, the Lord is still waiting to show His favor to you so He can show you His marvelous love. He waits to be gracious to you. He sits on his throne ready to show mercy to you. For Yahweh is the Lord of justice, faithful to keep his promises. Overwhelmed with bliss are all those who, or sorry, overwhelmed with bliss are all who will entwine their hearts in him, waiting for him to help. The Lord is just simply waiting for you to come. He's hungry to help you. He's ready to help you because he loves you. Church, I just want to just, again, encourage you. We love you. Jesus loves you. We're so excited that we could be impacting generations for Jesus together. And let's use this time well. Let's not wait. Okay, well, wait till this all done so we can have our life again. No, no, don't let this, this season pass you by. God has got good things in store for you, for your family. Let's slow down. Let's dig deep and let's press into the Lord like we've never pressed before. And so the result is we're going to see things we've never seen before. We're going to hear things we've never heard before. I believe that for you. I believe that for your family. We're going to come out of this better than when we ever entered into it. And I believe that with all my heart. We love you and we'll see you next time.